Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome, everybody. The Last of Us. Yep. Is a, a game. Have you played the game? No, I want to, but I haven't played it yet. Have you seen the TV series? No, I want to, but I haven't, haven't seen, seen it. Yet. Well, it is a blockbuster. Both of them, but the game was a blockbuster. A TV mm-hmm. series has taken the world by storm. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend got into it. And she wanted me to then play the game. Yeah. <laughs> I said I'd do an episode on the podcast instead. Yeah, that's so you know, good enough. That 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 was the balance. Um, but yeah, it, it is a, a a fairly unique take on mm. zombies. Yes, and that's what we're covering today. Zombies. What are the likelihood? Because uh, a lot of zombie films, if you go back to like Dawn of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead, that sort of thing. They are very much paranormal zombies. There's no real sort of explanation as to mm. why they came around. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and and obviously then you've got like The Walking Dead, which I know you've seen. Oh, I love The Walking Dead. I love Dead. The Walking Dead, um, which is more of an infection-based mm. thing. Uh, so they've tried, and sort of, they've tried to sort of science it up. The Last of Us has gone one step further and they have taken the idea of a real real life um phenomenon really uh zombie funguses okay so the fungus has somehow managed to get into the uh the flower that, yeah. that we're producing on earth and then it gets into baked goods bread cakes biscuits you know stuff like that and that's how it infects the population and in fairness, like one of the things I really like, because I've only ever uh, witnessed the the original game of The Last of Us. I haven't I haven't tried the um, the new remastered version. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way they they did it, and and the way that the TV program carries it on as well, is that you can see this progression in the zombies. Whereas a lot of like zombie films and series and stuff. The zombies are the living dead and they'll sort of live forever as long as they've got brains to eat or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas, brains. Yeah, brains. Um, 
Whereas in The Last of Us, you can see this progression of the zombies as, you know, they're starting to get pustules of fungus growing out of their faces oh. and stuff like that. And eventually they turn into these clickers that are just basically, they, they, they've had it. They, they've got oh, no yeah. energy left and they just could find themselves a little dark corner and they die and they turn to slime and spread the spores out elsewhere and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, they're the things that look like walking giant mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I like the way that they've actually tried to pull science and mm. make it more believable. And uh, I believe, I didn't see, I haven't seen the TV, but uh, my girlfriend told me that it, it kind of explains the theory of it in the first five minutes in that the, the, the global uh, temperature has to heat up for this virus, this fungus to actually activate in mm-hmm. a way that could actually spread to humans. And the the fungus that they use in The Last of Us is called cordyceps. Okay, that's a nice word. Yeah, there are that's the genus name is Cordyceps. There are thousands of different like permutation species, if you like, of these Cordyceps, and they primarily infect insects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, quite often, wasps, moths, tarantulas. Uh, will get infected. The, the, the fungus has pretty much only got to land on them, and it'll eat its way in. <laughs> and literally, uh, it starts literally eating the bugs mm. and converting the the proteins that it is consuming into uh, these like little fine tendrils that then grow through the bug, and it's called a mycelium. Mm-hmm. Now, mycelium grow under the floor, under the ground normally, and that is the the, the living part of mushrooms. The mm. Mushrooms themselves only come out sort of once a year to spread the spores. Oops. Uh, the mycelium is the, the living, thriving part of the fungus. Okay. And cordyceps entwine these mycelium through, like, the body, the abdomen of, like, tarantulas and wasps and stuff like that, uh, and moths. Uh, and basically just eat it away from the inside out. Wow. Okay. So can I can I just ask, this cordycep thing, mm-hmm. can you actually see it? It's not like... Um like minuscule or anything. It oh yeah, it's it, it's it. My, the spores and the spores are microscopic. Yeah, or very very not not visible with the naked eye. Mm-hmm. But obviously, as it grows, it will start actually growing out through the exoskeleton or skin or whatever whatever insect it's um, infected. And much like the pustules that come out of the zombie in the <laughs> Last of Us, this, this these things literally start spraying stalks. And then creating like spore pods, so, so it can spread more cordyceps. It to does other... kind of kill it from the inside out. Yeah. Oof. Now, there's a reason why this particular fungus is known as the zombie fungus, mm-hmm. and it's most famously to do with ants. Yes. Okay. Okay. The zombie fungus most famously affects ants. Now, when the fungus gets uh it infects the ant uh it, it takes a little while for it to activate the ant just carries on scurrying around doing his little anti business um until it actually takes over the ant's brain 
And then the ant acts very differently. It decides to seclude itself from the rest of its... Um, what do you call a collection of ants? A, a plethora. A plethora. A, <laughs> a plethora of ants. <laughs> the colony. It oh, separate, separates from its colony. Right. And it will decide to go and climb a, a bush or a tree or particularly tall grass where it will attach itself to the underside of a leaf. It literally gets its mandibles and just bites down hmm. on the leaf. Yeah. And that's where it stays. That's where it ends its life, mate. It will go no further. I thought you were going to say it climbs up and jumps off. And No, no, no. no. Because this is exactly what the cordyceps want it to do. They want it to get somewhere nice and high and just latch on and stay there. And then the cordyceps, again, start growing their mycelium through the little ant body. Mm-hmm. The ant dies, although his death grip is already... Like, latched it's fastened, on. it's latched on, yeah. Mm. So the ant won't fall off, and the fungus starts growing through the the, the, the skeleton of the ant, the she- its shell, um, and then, it'll, again, it'll start growing little stalks out with these little um, spore pods that then rain down onto the other ants. Oh, affecting the whole plethora. And then the cycle begins again. So more yeah. ants get infected... They will wander off, find a high place, and it just keeps happening. So that's how it spreads, and that's why it's called the zombie fungus, because it makes the ant act differently to its normal, regular behavior. Mm. So I'm guessing it makes it more docile and just doesn't do what it's supposed to do, which is go and collect things and bring it back to the hive and stuff. It's not a hive, is it? A colony. Let's go with colony. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got to be colony yeah. army it's an, an army, army of well, ants well I suppose some are ants are, are called army <laughs> ants yeah uh, but yeah I mean yeah it completely affects the behaviour of the ant mm-hmm. and this is not actually an uncommon thing in the world of like funguses and parasites and that sort of thing oh okay so this has happened a lot through history and things and... Uh, there are many many um, things that will alter the way insects act like there's a there's a parasite that lives inside starlings and that and birds Mm -hmm. that when it gets sort of pooed out (laughs) it'll it'll um in fact i've got got it uh, 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 there's one called the green banded brood sack i think that's a parasite rather than a fungus i think a brood sack is a, a a type of parasite yeah it lives in the stomach of a bird Gets pooed out accidentally or, or otherwise, or it in, intends to. Mm-hmm. And it just stays there in the poo until a snail slimes over it. Now, as we know, mm. snails are just a, a mass of slime that gets more solid as it gets toward the outside, doesn't it? Yeah. So when, when the um, green-banded brood sacs kind of get sucked up by the snail, they work its way through the slime... And then it starts, I guess it affects the brain in some way, uh, um, but it's actually the eye stalks <laughs> right, okay. that, that really, you can, you can notice that it is an infected snail because the eye stalks will get really thick and pulsate with these patterns and colours 
and for all the world, they look like caterpillars. What? Well, you can imagine a snail with eyes that look like caterpillars is like having a massive sign over its head to birds to come and eat it. Yeah. So that's exactly what happens. Because it's got these eyes that just won't stop moving and they're pulsating with these colours and patterns, bird sees it, thinks, oh, lunch. Gobbles it up. Parasite's back in the bird gut where it can breed and it's nice at home. Now that is clever. It is clever. Mm. Okay, so the starlings eat the snails that have caterpillar eyes. (laughs) Yeah. And then they carry on the parasite that was originally in their poop. Yeah. So it's like a full life cycle again. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's intense. (laughs) It is. Um, there's going back to the, uh, the the more fungal side of things. There is a fungus known as Massaspora. Oh, that sounds like a death metal band. Yeah, it's quite a cool name. Massaspora um, cicardina is a, a fungus that lives around cicada beetles. Okay. Have you ever seen or heard of a cicada beetle? Are they the ones that? When they fly, they make loud noises. They make loud noises yeah. all the time. It's kind of like... Yes. Just, it sounds like an engine going constantly. Except yeah. if you rattle the tree, they all shut up for about three seconds and then they start up again. Yeah, they're quite big as well, I think, aren't they? Yeah, they can be, yeah, 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 they can be quite big. Now, cicadas, with the beetle version that we actually see above ground, mm-hmm. they only live for like a few weeks. Oh, say about okay. six weeks or so. That's that's their mating cycle. They live for years and years under the ground. Hmm. And Massaspora cicardina particularly likes the uh, they're known as um, thirteen or seventeen year periodical cicadas, which means they've spent thirteen or seventeen years under the ground as grubs, hmm. eating dirt and you know doing what grubs do. And then when it comes to their natural mating time, they, they they sort of convert themselves into a beetle, however that happens, a pupa or whatever, and they <laughs> and they work their way up through the soil where the massaspora is waiting for them. The massaspora covers the cicada on its way out of the soil. Right. And then the beetle hits the surface flies or you know climbs up a tree or whatever develops its wings and starts chirping away to try and find a mate um but that doesn't happen for about another couple of weeks they they don't become sexually active for mm-hmm. at least another two weeks in which time massaspora again is eating its way through the abdomen eating the organs spreading its mycelium oh man and Eventually, it will pretty much always eat its way through the genitalia of the cicada. So it can't mate. It can't mate. But... That's cruel. Massaspora isn't finished there. When it actually comes time for the cicada to mate, Massaspora produces uh, and releases a chemical... Uh, which is the same as found in psychedelic mushrooms. Nice. Floods the cicada with this chemical and uh, some kind of chemical that is similar to like an amphetamine. Mm -hmm. So this cicada is now 
drugged to high heaven. And it's horny. Wow. It's got no genitals, but it's suddenly, (laughs) it's it's horny. And it goes on a sex-crazed, like, outing. It is trying to attract as many females as possible, trying to cheer up away. And then, obviously, Mm. when the female comes and they try to mate, Massaspora infects her. Mm. Oh, no. And I think then I know she where this is goes gonna go. off, and then a male will try and in, try and mate with her, and that gets infected, and then it spreads, and Man. obviously, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship. Where you find cicadas, you will find massaspora, and where you find massaspora, you will find mm. cicadas. That's ruthless, and it really is like a mind-altering thing mm. for the for the cicada. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't doesn't act in its normal behaviour. It is absolutely sex craved. Mm. And you yeah. say these things live for like thirteen to seventeen years under the ground. Yeah, in their first stage of life. Wow, live as grubs under the ground, and then they'll convert mm. to a beetle, work their way to the surface, and when their wings dry out and stuff, that's when mm. they 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 start becoming sexually mature. I bet the mayfly looks at them and just thinks you're taking the mick, (laughs) living for 24 hours, and then these guys get 17 years. And and six weeks to reproduce. Yeah. Yeah. What a horrible predicament to be in, to have no genitals, but feel the need to just go running around. It'd be horrible, wouldn't it? Oh, mate. That's crazy. That is ruthless and terrible. It is. Um but these are some of the like the funguses and yeah there was a, a parasite in there that um affect insects mm-hmm. you know they don't really affect anything that's much bigger than an insect like in my research the tarantula i think is the biggest thing that i find that could yeah. be infected by the cordyceps um and i think it's largely because um most a lot of animals, not so much maybe dolphins and great apes and stuff like that that are more intelligent, but a lot of animals don't have the two separate parts of the brain. Like humans have the, the cerebrum and the cerebellum. And the cerebellum is kind of this little bit at the bottom and the back of your brain. Oh, is it the top of the spine kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that is kind of like your animal instincts are in oh, okay. there. Um, so that would be the part that the fungus could manipulate, if you like. Whereas because most of our thinking and everything goes on elsewhere mm. in the brain, you kind of need both. Humans need both parts of their brain really to function properly. Yeah, it makes sense. Whereas animals quite often don't have that cerebral cortex. They just have the cerebellum, mm. which is why they're just drones you know ants and and wasps and stuff like that are just you know they they just go about their business they don't have emotions or anything like that your feelings yeah they're kind of so, bottom of the food chain aren't yeah they? but their brains are obviously mm. easier to rewire that way because you know it's not such a complicated brain yeah the higher you go up species the more species develop like we say when we get to dolphins and great apes and stuff like that these funguses just don't have a chance. So if I'm guessing they just wouldn't even survive on well, in the brain of like a chimp or a dolphin. It just wouldn't exist. No, probably not. Mm. I got you. No, and uh, as well, in obviously the more developed the species is, 
the greater its immuno response is going to be. Mm. So, you know, funguses and that sort of thing that get into the body is probably going to get attacked by the white blood cells and, you know, the, the immune system yeah. before it can actually, you know, get to the brain, take over, turn anybody into a zombie. And it doesn't matter. The Last of Us can try and tell us that global warming is going to be responsible for it, but I just don't see that happening. Okay, so lucky we are humans and not insects. We are humans and none of these things can affect humans at the moment <laughs> you, never moment. Know. you never know so it got me thinking mm-hmm. because you you trumped me last week with a Loch Ness monster mm. and I've yeah. got to make a comeback so I thought what can affect humans oh okay and I went on a bit of a dive on this one and I found a couple of things that are interesting couple of things. <laughs> yeah, a couple of interesting it's a things. a whole page in notes. <laughs> <laughs> so funguses can't. Uh, as we said with the uh, the green-banded brood sacs, it's more of a parasite. I love that word, It's good, sac. isn't it? It's lovely. It's, it sounds so pleasant. Yeah. yeah. It's a horrible little thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the parasites do seem to have more of an effect and there are some that can affect your brain, can get into your brain and affect the way that you think. Okay. One of them I'm not going to touch in this video because or in this podcast because I think it might make a decent episode on its own. Okay. Um, but the two that I discovered uh, are quite interesting. One is literally called the brain-eating amoeba. Mm, I wonder what that's about. <laughs> right, so the amoeba is a single-celled organism found largely in stagnant water, but sort of warmer environments, uh, it particularly like sort of tropical environments, warm water but stagnant, mm-hmm. where it's not oxygenated very well. Sometimes they'll survive in slow-moving water. Sometimes it'll even they'll even be found in like swimming pools that haven't got enough chlorine in them and stuff like that, you know? People Mm -hmm. don't take care of their swimming pool. Suddenly they can get infected. Now, when this... What happens is um, if you, like, get water in your mouth or a bit up your nose or something, it it sort of inhales a bit of water unintentionally, and that's got an amoeba in it, that amoeba makes a beeline for your brain. It just knows... It just, yeah, it just goes, it gets into your blood system and it's, because it's only a single-celled organism, it's literally the same size as a blood cell. So it it can just get straight past all your defences, straight into your brain, and it starts eating. Oh, that's good. Literally, your neural matter starts getting eaten away. It obviously causes headaches and, and that sort of thing. Your body will respond. Mm-hmm. It has an uh, immune system. The immune system kicks into gear, but because it's focusing on your brain, it's pushing all these extra blood cells and 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 you know fluids and stuff like that starts building up in your brain, and the pressure inside your skull increases. Mm. Obviously, your skull is good and solid for a reason. To protect your brain from bumps, bangs, you know, knocks and scrapes. But when something's actually in there attacking you from the inside out, that bone isn't helping you because the pressure's 
building up and it'll eventually like um sort of disrupt the connection with your spinal cord so a lot of people when they actually get amoeba attacks the headaches and neck ache in particular Mm. is a, a very definite sign please tell me there's a cure Unfortunately, mate, 99% of all amoeba infections, since the amoeba was discovered in 1965, 99% have been fatal. Well, that's scary, and I don't like that. Yeah, it's, it's not nice. Most people die within a week of being infected by an amoeba. Jiminy crickets. Yeah, you ain't got long. No. You go diving in a stagnant pool of water, you've got a week, mate. Okay, so avoid stagnant water then. Yeah. Cool. And I'm guessing you can get this all around the world. Mostly in like more tropical climate, warmer climates, because it, it prefers like a warmer sort of environment. But yeah, I mean, there's potentially nowhere that it can't go. It's a single-celled organism, you know? It's, it's not... It's yeah. not susceptible to the same kind of environmental problems that we we have to encounter and i imagine it's one of them things once you kind of realize about the pressure and stuff it's too late it's too late mate <laughs> yeah okay that is quite scary it is yeah. ridiculous yeah in fact yeah. it's thought that uh this is going to be a weird one i think it was disneyland florida mm-hmm. um bought like an island of land in the park and uh, they opened it up as like a sort of a wildlife sanctuary for people visiting Disneyland, Disney World, whatever it is. Uh, and then it just got closed down. Okay. No one's allowed on the island now. It's off limits. And it's thought that it's because amoeba were found in the water around the island in Disneyland. Oh, if it can get there, it can yeah. get anywhere. But, well, it's... Well, that, 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 that's that's not confirmed. I, 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 yeah, I, yeah. Obviously, that, that's speculation that it's down to an amoeba, but that is a very plausible explanation mm. as to why they just abandoned the place and no one's allowed to in there anymore because these things are so fatal. Mm. I mean, yeah. they, they, they don't alter your brain, though. They don't turn you into a zombie. And that's what I'm looking for, Josh. That's mm. what I want. I need to find something that will actually... Make you zombified. Classified as a zombie. Yeah, and now, see, as a zombie, what we're looking at is slow movement, lethargic, mm. unresponsive. Yeah, yeah. Because you know. they say, like, zombie-like state, don't they? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But also aggressive and hungry, I guess. <laughs> hungry for brains. Yeah. Now, I've got one here that covers most of these. Most oh. of these attributes... Okay, and this one I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Josh now because this one's quite a hard one to pronounce. Trypanosoma brucei. Nailed it. That's exactly how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad I got your approval. Yeah, on that yeah. One. I know that word very well, and you you don't. Yeah, that you use it every day. Don't yeah, you? yeah. Trapper Sally Brucey. <laughs> Perfect. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Right. So this is. There's an easier way of saying it. It's otherwise known as African sleeping sickness. Okay. That yeah. sounds nicer than the other one, which is the brain-eating amoeba. <laughs> yeah, it sounds nicer. 
Unfortunately, it's not actually that nice. Oh, that's a misleading, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It comes when you get bitten by... <laughs> this is another word. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce tsetse. Tsetse fly. Mm. When you get bitten by a tsetse fly... Sexy fly. A, a sexy fly. T S E T S I fly. Okay. Right? So pronounce that how you want. Um, yeah, they're the ones that um, carry this parasite, and it gets into your blood and you get into oh, into no. your system. And this is known as stage one. Stage Stages. one. Of, stage one of two. Stage one is treatable. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If if you can actually get medical treatment while you're still in stage one, you can get rid of this African sleeping sickness. Am I right in thinking that's similar to rabies, or is rabies? No, it's not really similar to rabies. I mean, in stage one, the symptoms that it causes are generally fever, joint pain, headaches, and you know, that's, that's that's pretty much it. It makes you feel like you got a bad bout of flu, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah. You so know? kind of normal symptoms. Kind yeah, of yeah. You, you wouldn't really think it's that much different to just having a cold or, or something like that. But that is, while it is changing, it, it, it <laughs> mutates. Because um, the brain has uh, something... Uh, a blood brain barrier or something i think it's called okay and the the uh trypanosoma brucei can't get into your brain in its original form that it gets passed on by the fly okay so right. it mutates through several different forms getting smaller and smaller as it goes until it can get into your brain oh this doesn't sound good this is where you are literally knackered, mate. Stage two, no cure. No cure. You reach stage two, your time's up, mate. Your, your days are numbered. 100% fatality. But this is where we start seeing zombification. Mm, okay. Because to, when, once it gets into your brain, it literally starts, like rewiring your neural network and people it starts off that obviously you're already feeling a bit poorly you've got fevers and joint pains and headaches and stuff like that you start developing your sleep gets disturbed you get very disturbed sleep uh it causes tremors to people uncontrollably uncontrollably like convulsing and stuff like that uh, the the personality starts changing. They have they have aggressive outbursts. They become very argumentative, not very compliant. Uh, they 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 have odd speech patterns. Mm. Uh, they sometimes they would, they would say stuff just in a, in a weird way that they wouldn't normally say things. They have a, a, a loss of appetite, uh, and and uh, it just gets worse. That sounds horrendous. Yeah, I mean, that's just the start of it. I, I, over the course of maybe a couple of weeks, this person becomes more and more unresponsive, disorientated, lethargic, um, and, and 
obviously from the confusion and the, the slow low responsiveness of them it just gets worse and worse until they are literally just a zombie a zombie and you know that's you might live like a zombie for a day or two before you just can't get out of bed anymore yeah and you are comatose until the point where your organs start shutting down and eventually your brain and your heart just stop and that's it you're done and that's the, the and that is when you have become a clicker a clicker <laughs> that's that's the closest thing that there? is the closest thing today yeah that's actually out there that i can find to actual zombification when you read the symptoms there and you were going through them I was actually getting in my mind going, oh, no, I've got that. And then you said loss of appetite. And I went, oh, no, I definitely haven't got no, that. No, you ain't got loss <laughs> no. of appetite. Mate. You're, you're no zombie. You're, you're fine. No, that's well, crazy. There you go. I've done it. Yeah. Zombies are real. That is impressive. They may only live for a couple of weeks once they've been infected. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not going to come and try and – well, it might come and eat, try and eat your brains out. I don't know. But with a loss of appetite, yeah. I doubt it. Mm. They can become aggressive. They can become, like, lethargic and, you know, that's unresponsive, disorientated, yeah. confused. That's that typical, oh, I'm a zombie. You know? Yeah, yeah. Which I'd rather that than the zombies in 28 Days Later. Because yeah, if that ever became real, there wouldn't be a world to live in. No. That would be insane. Nah, super quick zombies and that. Like, yeah. It's not fun, are they? Yeah. What was the other one? Was it World War Z or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, they started climbing up each other yeah. to get out walls and stuff. And yeah, stuff. no, I don't think anyone with African sleeping sickness is going to be doing that. No. But, you know, I mean, that's the thing, isn't there? There's almost mm. too many different types of zombie to try and actually classify. Yeah. So, But that is... The one that I thought when I when I mm. read about this and heard about it, I thought that that is the closest that you can get. Yeah, that's really cool. That's in, that's impressive it's, research. It's, it's not a fungus. No. So the Last of Us is wrong. It's not a fungus. It's a fly bite. A that's sexy flybite. Sexy flybite. <laughs> yeah. So you, you said funguses don't affect humans, but parasites certainly can. Parasites definitely can. Yeah, there, there are some other parasites that, like I say, have sort of mind-altering effects as well. Mm. Um, but we'll, we might cover that in a different episode. Of today, I was just looking for zombies, and I have found you a zombie, Josh. So let's put it to the paranormality scale. What do you reckon? I mean, that's got to be quite high, isn't it? Because it's facts. It's I there. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the believability scale is, you have to believe it, it's real. Well, yeah, there's been um, documented cases of it. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the American government have a system in place, like a filing record. Oh, do you reckon of... they got a container of sexy flies? <laughs> no. <laughs> and they're like, I'm going to start the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Release the flies! I mean, if any government was going to do it. But... <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually to mention that, right? The American government does have a bill in place in case there's a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, you literally took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but they claim it's mm. for like um military trainees and like Quantico and stuff like that. Mm. So it's like a case study yeah. for people who do military strategy to actually come up with ways of 
defending against the yeah. zombie apocalypse. It's not actually in place because they believe a zombie apocalypse is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But it's just an interesting training program for the people who, <laughs> yeah. who have to come up with these things, you know? Yeah, I remember a few years ago as well that do you remember when zombies were all the rage because of Walking Dead? Mm-hmm. I think it was in Leeds. They had an abandoned mall that you could pay and do like airsoft. So you had a bunch of actors and actresses. Oh yeah, I think they did, didn't they? Yeah. Parading around as zombies, and you just go in like it's, I'm thinking it's uh, Dawn of the Dead or whatever in the mall. Yeah, we were like Nerf guns. Or yeah, something, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they have to pretend that they're dead and yeah. make noises. I'd love to do that. That'd be cool. That would be quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of zombies, so I'm going to give this. I'm going to give it a 9.4. 9.4? Yeah. Crikey. Yeah, yeah. I was only thinking of around 8. How? It's, um, it's been proven. You've done I, the research. I, I, yeah, but the only reason why I'm marking it down, mm. right, from 9.9, is, yeah, we've got a lot of symptoms here that accurately describe a zombie. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that's missing is the walking Dead. You're oh, not right. dead while you're a zombie. You see what I mean? Ah, oh, yes. I see what you're saying. You're just kind of like a vegetable yeah. in a way, but you're still technically alive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to come down to 8.5. Well, now that you've said that, I do kind of... I think I went too high, didn't I? <laughs> I think a little bit high at 9.4. Yeah. Just straight in at a 9.4. Just buzzing up with zombies. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I think you have got a good point, actually. Um, I'll give it an 8.8. 8.8? Yeah. What did I say? 8.5? Yeah. I'm sure you said 8.5. Yeah. So that, well, that would give us an average of 8.65. Yeah. 8.65. That's pretty good. I mean, it's up there. It is up there. And like I said, it is a real thing. The only thing that's missing is the fact that it doesn't animate the dead. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think that's beyond physical things isn't it you, you, yeah that's some witchcraft that actually animates the dead mm-hmm. so you know that, i mean that's it that's 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 my case that's my zombie that is as close as you can get to actual zombies so well done i'm Thank impressed you. i'm impressed with that especially what was it the the bull sack or whatever you called it the bull sack the green <laughs> The green brood sack. That's it. Green banded brood sack. Green branded brood sack. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. It is a bit you got to say that slowly. Green otherwise... banded brood sack. Say it fast ten times. Well, I don't know because I don't think you should oh, on live gonna... on the podcast. I think we're going to have to censor that. The comment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's PG. So I don't know. I mean, people have got them, but. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to struggle then to think of the actual word. Scrotum. You don't have to censor that. Well, no, you don't have to. Well, I'm not going to censor green-banded ball sack, to be honest. <laughs> what? No, you can have a sack of soccer balls. We used to True. put all our soccer balls in a sack at the end of PE lesson. That's a ball sack. You've just given me a, a hall pass for saying ball sack yeah, on the podcast. I know I don't have to go and find a bleep to put over it. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying it, because I've already said it like five times. <laughs> I'm having too much fun saying it now. PG. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well done, mate. I'm impressed. Thank you, mate. Anyway, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, If you are a fan of The Last of Us and you are waiting for the next series, then I hope that this has brought you some kind of um, 
uh, it would put you at ease that uh, you're not going to be turned into a zombie from uh, any fungus that's in your biscuits or your cake. <laughs> Um, because that's yeah. impossible. Even if the world does heat up by another couple of degrees, it's not going to happen. Mm. But you might get an amoeba, or you might get bit <laughs> by a sexy fly. So, you know, you could still turn into a zombie. Swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts, exactly. Anyway, um, as always, uh, drop us an email with your um, stories. If you find a, a, a fungus or a parasite <laughs> that does an even better job of turning people yeah. into a zombie... Let me yeah. know. If you have an amoeba, please write in. If you have an amoeba, you've got a very short amount of time to write in, <laughs> so definitely do it. Yeah. Like and subscribe, comment on YouTube, and spread the word. Give us a rating. We love you all. And until next week, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. And this has been Paranormality UK. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.